Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Everybody loves fireworks, but did you know that fireworks were invented approximately 2,000 years ago? It's believed that a Chinese cook was in the kitchen one day and just began to mix common kitchen ingredients, salt, pepper, charcoal, and sulfur, and created this crude, black, flaky powder that we now know and call gunpowder. They figured out that they could put that, that black powder in a hollow bamboo tube and throw it in the fire and the gunpowder would ignite and the pressure and the gas would explode the bamboo tube. And so they created what we now know is called a firecracker. The Chinese would use these firecrackers in all kinds of events and festivities, weddings and parties and things like that. But one of the things that they were really uh, accustomed to doing is they would use these firecrackers in religious ceremonies because they believed that the loud bang would drive off or scare off evil spirits. But it wasn't the Chinese that uh, took fireworks to an art form. It was the Italians. The Italians are the ones who took the fireworks to a whole new level. They created these aerial shells that fire up into the sky and produce these fantastic aerial displays that we've all seen and love. Uh, but even that wasn't far enough. Now, fireworks have continued to develop. Uh, pyrotechnicians have been able to add more charcoal and more steel and elements like that and produce colors but for the first 2,000 years the only colors that they could come up with that they could produce was orange and yellow it wasn't until the 19th century not too long ago that they were able to figure out how to get the reds the blues and the greens that we see today but it's still not finished pyrotechnicians are still working on fireworks even today trying to produce a variety of colors one of the colors that they still haven't been able to master is a hunter green color so fireworks are continually continually developing and evolving into new styles and new explosions that we see in the displays that we go and love to watch. It's that time of year. How many of you went and watched a fireworks display this week? How many, how many of you did one of your own? All right. Well, we, it's, you know, it's just that time of year, and uh, it's the month for fireworks here in Oklahoma. And we all seem to love and, and really long for this time of year for this huge uh, fireworks display. And I don't know about you, but it's kind of an annual event at our household. Uh, it, it happens like this for us. We grab the kids and we grab the bug spray and we grab the lawn chairs and we get out early, way long before dark, and we fight the big crowd to get the best seat for the fireworks display. And we, we just love it. And so we sit there and we just kind of, you know how we do, we kind of wait with, we, we hold our breath and we wait for that big explosion, that, that one that's louder than last year's. You, you, come on, you know what it's like. And we're disappointed if there isn't one louder than last year. Or, or we get on the edge of our seat and we wait. Wait for that big burst of sparks that is something a little bit more unusual than what we saw at last year's display. We love fireworks until it comes to church, and then we don't like fireworks. 
When it comes to church, what we want is we want to come to a church where everything can be con- controlled and everything can be understood and everything can be handled and, and explained. And that's the kind of church we want to be a part of. We don't, want to, we don't want to come to church and see fireworks. We just want to come to church and be in control. But what I would say to you this morning and what I want to declare to you this morning is that church without fireworks is not really church. If there are no fireworks where you go to church, whether it be here or somewhere else, if there are no fireworks, then you're not really having church. And you know what? I want to declare to you this morning as for Passion Church, I want to have a fireworks display here. And you know what? I think I'm in pretty good company because I think you can find out if you go into the New Testament, in particular uh, with the Apostle Paul, Paul wanted a fireworks display when he went to church. And you can see that because in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, he instructs us this way. He says, desire spiritual gifts. He was so accustomed to seeing fireworks when he went to church that he instructed us, you should desire to have spiritual gifts because then he's going to come on and I'll I'll read this to you later. He, He wants us to use our gifts during church. He wanted fireworks. Well, the very first fireworks display that I can find in Scripture is a very familiar portion of Scripture for you. I know you've read it, but I want us to read it again. It's found in Acts chapter 2, and I know you're familiar, but I want us to read verses 1 through 4 because this is the first official fireworks display in Scripture. And it says this, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was now come, they were all together in one place, And suddenly there came from heaven a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them tongues parting asunder like as of fire. And it set upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And and you know the rest of the story. Their fireworks display wasn't contained in the building they experienced fireworks when they were in the building but then they took the same fireworks display and they took it public and the bible says that on that same day peter stood up under the anointing of the holy spirit and he preached and three thousand people got saved and so i'm just wondering this morning i just want to suppose maybe make an assumption that maybe the reason we don't see three thousand people saved every week is because we don't have enough fireworks displays outside the building and so my, my, my concern this morning is that what we need is a fireworks display again. I would encourage you if you have time this week to go back and read the book of Acts and understand that fireworks were a daily part of church for the New Testament church. It wasn't something that happened every once in a while. It was something that happened on a regular basis and it happened in their lives, not just at church. And so... That's what I long for again. I want to see a church where we consistently on a regular basis have fireworks. And so I want to challenge you this morning before we ever get started. I want to challenge you to begin praying with me as a body, as a group of believers, that what God is going to do is he is going to produce in us a fireworks display in this church, in us individually. Amen. Will you help me pray that way? Let's just stop right now and pray. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, whether we understand it, whether we're always comfortable with it or not, whether we can control it or not. Father, I pray that in the name of Jesus, you would let a fireworks display overtake this body of believers and your Holy Spirit would begin to operate in our lives and in our services and in our in our experience with you so that others will be touched and ministered to and we can accomplish your will and purpose in our lives in Jesus name. 
Amen. Fireworks. Well, let me tell you a few things about fireworks displays that you need to know. There, if we're going to say as a body believers that we long for and want fireworks in our lives, then there are some things that we need to understand and comprehend. The first one is this. Firework displays take a lot of work and preparation. You can't just roll up in here and not give any thought to it and not understand and, and, and miss the fact that, that firework displays take a lot of work and a lot of preparation. We don't just show up and have one. You have to prepare with prayer. You have to prepare your heart. You have to prepare your spirit. Why? Because firework displays take a lot of work and preparation. All right, are you with me? I know that the thing's messing up. That's fine. Don't worry about it. We lost the font all of a sudden, and that's okay. So you just hang with me. Fill in your little blanks, and, and you can type A's. Just settle down. All right? We'll get all the blanks for you, okay? I'm type A. If you don't fill in the blanks for me, I'm going to have problems. So I'm going to fill them in for you, all right? So <laughs> that's just the way I am. All right? So fireworks displays take all this work and preparation. The, the, the truth is this. There is a gift inside of you that must be prepared and must be used. We need your gift to be used in our services and in our church. That's the truth. That takes a lot of work and preparation. Paul understood that. He said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. He said, each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. You have a gift in you that we need you to prepare so that when you arrive at church, you can use your gift for the glory of God and for the purposes of God. Let me tell you this. If the only gifts that operate in our services every week are the preacher's gifts and the praise and worship team's gifts, we will have a problem. Our problem is, is that our fireworks display won't be very balanced and it won't have much pop. All right, and so we need you to activate your gift and to use your gift. We need you to stir up the gift that is within you and begin to use it in the kingdom of God. Now, there's a phrase that we use a lot of times when we begin to talk about gifts, and it's this. When you arrive, before you arrive here, and, and while you're at home during the course of your week, we need you to exercise your gift. Now, that's an odd or interesting use of words there, but the definition of exercise is this, to use repeatedly in order to strengthen or to develop. Our gifts that God places in us are just like our natural body. The only way that I can get stronger, the only way that I can run faster, the only way that I can jump higher is to exercise. If I lay around all week long and eat Krispy Kreme donuts every morning, every day at lunch, and every night for my evening meal, and I lay on the couch and flip the TV seven days a week for five years, the reality is, is when I get up to use my gift, I'm going to have a problem. I'm not going to be strong enough. I'm going to be underdeveloped. I'm going to be weak. And the truth is, is that if you wait to get to church to use your gift, when you get, you, get here, your gift will be weak and undeveloped. We need you to develop the gift that is within you. Listen, I need to tell you something this morning. Fireworks displays take investment. You know, when you went out to the fireworks display this, this weekend, the truth is, is that you didn't just show up. Everybody just pulls into the parking lot, gets out of the car and sits down, and nobody's did anything before you got there. And so when you pull up and get out of your car, all of a sudden you see these fireworks just moving into place all by themselves. And they push the buttons themselves, and they go off when they're supposed to themselves, right? 
No. The reality for us this morning, hear me, is that a fireworks display takes investment. It costs you money. It takes energy. It it takes preparation. You've got to get out there early and get it all into place. Get the choreography right and get it all timed out just right so it will look right and be right and feel right and the experience will be right. And the same is true about church. For us to have a fireworks display in this place, it will take huge amounts of investment, not just by me and not just by the praise and worship team, but by you. You have to be willing to make the investment in our times together. We need you to make investments in the encounters that we put together on these weekends. You've got to come prepared. That means you, I'm going to keep preaching this until we get it into our spirit. That means you've got to show up prepared. You can't fight on the way here and then roll in and expect to have a fireworks display. You can't stay up all night watching the stuff you normally watch and not get up and prepare yourself and expect God to show up in your life when you get here. You can't listen to what you normally listen to on the way to church and expect God to change everything all instant. You've got to make an investment and get yourself prepared so that when you get here, you are ready to allow God to use you. I want to say it like this. I want, to, I want you to change the way you come to church. Hear me. I want you to catch this. I want you to change the way that you come to church so that we can experience a change in the way that we have church. That means you've got to get some praise and worship. That means you've got to spend some time in prayer. That means you've got to seek God before you get here. You cannot wait until you get here. Don't just stroll in with no investment made, with no preparation made, and expect God to change what you've already experienced here. You've got to do something different. You've got to encounter God in a different manner. And so we want you to change how you come to church. I want you to prepare for a fireworks display. Now, the second thing I want to say to you is this. Visiting or frequenting a fireworks stand does not mean that you will have a fireworks display. You can go to a fireworks stand every day of your life. You can can put it on your day timer and show up there on Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock every day, every week for the rest of your life. And it it doesn't matter how many, in fact, you can go get the key and they can say, you know, just make yourself at home, put your furniture in here, live in here if you want to, show up anytime you want to. You can frequent the fireworks stand as many times as you want, but that does not mean that you will have a fireworks display. How do you have a fireworks display is this. You've got to get the fireworks for yourself. You've got to lay some cash on the table and buy the fireworks and take them home and set up the fireworks display, right? Well, the same is true for us. Hear me this morning. Is it, I'm going to be blunt. Are you ready? Just attending a Pentecostal church does not make you Pentecostal. Just because you frequent the fireworks stand doesn't mean that you have a fireworks display. Just attending a Pentecostal church does not make you Pentecostal any more than you sitting in your garage going vroom, 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 makes you a Corvette. It just doesn't work. And so what I am saying to you is that at some point in this whole thing, you have got to experience Pentecost for yourself. If you want a fireworks display, if you want to have what we talk about when we talk about a Pentecostal experience, you have got to have that for yourself. In other words, let me put it very bluntly, and, and ch- can, I, can I use church language just for a second? You've got to be baptized in the Holy Spirit yourself. 
All right. Now, some of you are going, well, I don't understand what that means, and I'm not sure I can get my mind around that. Well, join the crowd. I haven't figured it out yet either. I just know it works. All right. And I'm going to do my best over the next three weeks to help you understand. But the truth is, I can't figure it all out myself. All I know is that the fire works. All right. And so for you to be Pentecostal, for you to claim to be Pentecostal, you got to do more than just attend a Pentecostal church. You've got to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit yourself and get what God has for you. We've been talking for months around here about the fact that we want more. And what I want to declare to you this morning is that in my Bible, if I'm saved, if I'm in a relationship with Jesus, if I've asked Jesus into my heart and made him Lord of my life, then I have the right to want everything that he says I can have. If it's in his Bible, if it's in his word, then I should expect it and I should long for it and I should want it, right? Even if I don't understand it, I should want it. Even if I don't have it figured out, I should want it. If it's in there, it's legit and I want it, right? So what does Jesus have to say about the Holy Spirit? He says in Luke chapter 11, verses 11 through 13, he says this. He says, if your little boy asks for a serving of fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? If your little girl asks for an egg, do you trick her with a spider? As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children. Now listen. And don't you think the Father who conceived you in love will give the Holy Spirit when you ask Him? In other words, what He is saying to us is this. God wants you to have the Holy Spirit worse than you want Him. God wants you to have a fireworks display in your life worse than you want to have one yourself. And so if He promised that, then I want what He promised me. Come on, now don't look at me like that. If I promised you a million dollars and you knew I had it in the bank, wouldn't you want it? If I walk up to you and you know, I mean, I pull up in a Mercedes Benz. Well, no, let's go higher than that. If I pull up in a Rolls Royce and I've got a butler that lets me, you know, a chauffeur that lets me out. And I say, get in and I drive you to my house and there's a, a, a 25,000 square foot house and I've got butlers and maids. And, and I got cash laying out on the dining room table and I, and I just walk you in and say, I'm going to give you a million dollars. What would you do? You'd get it. You'd say, absolutely, bring it on. You promised me. If I didn't hand it to you right now, you'd be camped out on my doorstep saying, you promised me. You'd be emailing me saying, you promised me. You'd be texting me. You'd run my cell phone bill out of the, out of the universe. You promised me. That is exactly what God has just done in this portion of Scripture. He promised us that all we have to do is say, Lord, Father, you're my dad. One of the promises that you've given me is that you would give me the the Holy Spirit. So I want everything else that you've promised me if I don't have it already. See, if you don't have the fire in your own life, let me tell you what happens when you come to church. One one, One of two things. One is you don't get a fireworks display. Or two is you're regulated to watch or relegated to watch everybody else's fireworks display. And can I just attest and can I just testify this morning that to have the fi- your own fireworks display is better than watching somebody else's. Right? It's so much better to have your own fire. 
And so I want to challenge you this morning. Some of you have been attending Pentecostal churches, maybe if not this one, other churches all of your life. Some of you have been attending them for decades. Some of you have been attending them for months and weeks, and you're still not sure you understand all this. Let me just tell you that God has promised you a fireworks display in your life, and you need to get the Holy Spirit in your life because it will help you. The fireworks, we're going to talk more about that over the next couple of weeks. What does the, the Holy Spirit do? What is His job in our life? How does He help us? But I just want to say something to you this morning. You can stay here the rest of your life and never really have a fireworks display until you get the fireworks for yourself. I want to teach you something else about fireworks display on this video. Like it or not, as much as we love fireworks, one of the things that you have to consider is that fireworks can be dangerous. There is an inherent risk in fireworks. In fact, if you'll remember just a couple of years ago, on July 7th in Piedmont, Shannon Wilson and Travis Dillard, her brother, were involved in a fireworks display. They were doing one for the city, and a shell came real low to the ground and exploded in an, a box of unused fireworks and exploded their whole display, and it injured them badly. In fact, just sadly, just a few days later, they both passed away. It was a tragedy. Fireworks can be dangerous. Uh, in fact, if you look at... Most boxes of fireworks have danger warnings on it. You can see it. It's real big. Warning, explosive. Use un only under close adult supervision for outdoor use only. Then it says to place fireworks on ground. Do not hold in your hand or throw fireworks. Light fuse and get away. Never attempt to relight a fuse. Never attempt to light firecrackers in a closed container. And never carry firecrackers in clothing. They can be dangerous. Children love sparklers, and they buy a ton of them every year. And, but at the same time, they can be dangerous too. In fact, it says right here on the package, caution, flammable. It says, do not touch glowing wire. Hold in hand with arm extended, away from body. Keep burning end or sparks away from uh, your apparel or other flammable material. Hold and light only one sparkler at a time. After use, place the wire in water. Even as simple as a uh, thing as a sparkler can be dangerous if not handled properly. One of my favorites are aerials, and, uh, th but they can be dangerous if they're not used properly. This one right here says, uh, use only under cl close adult supervision for outdoor use only. Do not hold in your hands. Never have any part of your body over the device when lighting the fuse. Light the fuse and get away. Never relight a fuse that fails to ignite the device. Place upright and use only on concrete, asphalt, or other hard level surface. This item may tip over if used on grass or other uneven surfaces, and serious injury could result. So these things can be dangerous. They're beautiful, but they can be dangerous. All right, so one of the things that we got to know is this. Fireworks have an inherent risk, and fireworks can be dangerous. All right, I acknowledge the fact this morning that fireworks can be dangerous if they're not handled properly. All right, so, so we got to learn to handle them properly. Even with all the warning labels that are on our fireworks, I mean, we can take any of these fireworks, and they all have firework, the, the, these labels on them that say warning and explosive and be careful and don't hold them and don't throw them. And, and, and we see stories on the news about all these people being injured and tragedies happening. But you know what? We still have fireworks displays. I can remember growing up, I know y'all probably didn't do this, but I can remember growing up, we used to have, okay, pop bottle rocket fights. Anybody do that? 
Was that, oh yeah, okay, all the men in the house, yeah, we did that. Or maybe Roman candle fights, you know, <laughs> crazy. I mean, we're nuts. It says right on the package, don't point it at anybody. It says right on the package, light the fuse and get away. And we're standing there with a, with a, a, a pop bottle rocket, you know, or, or, or a Roman candle that's as big as around as this, this stand right here on the end. And we're shooting them at our friends at 20 paces. What, what is up with that? We're crazy. It's immature. It's not that smart. We're not using our head, but we still do it. We still do it. You know, the truth is I still take my kids to fireworks displays even though I know they can be dangerous. They can be dangerous. So let me just say this to you this morning and try to help here. Like it or not, if we become what God has called us to become and we access every amount of power and the fire that God has for us as individuals and as as a church, like it or not, there's a very good chance that somebody's going to get hurt. Because we're human. We make mistakes. As, as best we try in our own abilities and, and, and try to put all these protections. The truth is, is that when we begin to handle the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there is an inherent risk and there is a danger. And if we're not careful, somebody might get hurt. There might have to be some corrections made. We might have to make some adjustments. We might have to do things a little bit different. We've got to be careful because there's dangers. And that's not anything new. We act like when somebody mishandles one of the gifts that, that, that that's new. I, let me tell you this morning, when we begin to have a fireworks display, can I just tell you what's going to happen? Freaks come out of the woodwork. I don't understand that. I haven't been able to figure that out. When you begin to have a fireworks display, all the freaks from one side of town just show up all of a sudden and want to be a part of your church. I don't understand that. I just know it happens. I'm just being honest this morning. They're looking for a stage, they're looking for a platform, they're looking for notoriety, and they show up and they do freaky things. And if we're not careful, we go, that's too dangerous. I don't think we can handle that. See, what I'm saying to you is it's not new. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul deals with the Corinthians because in their church, the fireworks were being mishandled. In fact, it was so chaotic and so confusing that Paul wrote a whole chapter, what we made a chapter, and said, you can't do this kind of stuff. In fact, he goes on to say, and he, he kind of sums it all up at the very end in verse 40. He says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. He says, but let, but, but let all things be done decently and in order. In other words, what he's saying is this. Get a clue. Do it, but do it right. Don't just throw away all the fireworks because somebody mishandled them. Don't don't get rid of all the the, the giftings and workings of the Holy Spirit that I have in store for you just because somebody didn't know how to handle it properly. He's saying, do it and do it in order. See, what I'm saying to you is, is this. With all of the inherent risks of fireworks, I am not ready to get rid of the fireworks displays. I know it can be scary at times if we don't understand it. I know that there will come a day when somebody won't do it right. I know there will come an event where somebody might be hurt or mishandled a little bit. But what I'm saying to you is it is more dangerous not to have the fireworks than to to, to fear being mishandled. See, Paul understood this. He understood that gifts will be abused at times. I know you've probably never seen the gifts abused, but... The reality for me is that I've seen the gifts abused. I've seen so-called prophets prophesy for their own benefit. Like go home and sell everything you own and send it to my ministry. 
I, I know y'all ain't never seen one of them on TV, but they're there. I, I, I've seen people give words that were self-centered and self-motivated. I've seen people use gifts to get attention. I know y'all have never seen that, but I've seen people get up and do stupid things uh, in an attempt to get attention. They, they use this, quote, gift, and then they turn around to see who's watching. I know y'all ain't never seen that, but I've seen it. Hey, some of you as young people may have seen this one at camps maybe. You've seen people uh, prophesy that you would marry them, but you didn't like them. And Come on now. I've seen all that stuff happen. I've seen people push people down. I've seen all kinds of ridiculous things. Paul saw all that too. And so what Paul did is he addressed it. And I think it's time we address it. I want to be Pentecostal. I want fireworks. I want the manifest presence of God's Holy Spirit in this place. I want all the gifts in operation. But I want us to do it properly and in order. I don't want to have a freak show. All right? I want us to be able to use the gift for what they were intended purpose is and what they were for. And when we do that, people are blessed. That's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul lays down some groundwork or some rules for handling the fireworks. He said this in verse 26. He said, so here's what I want you to do. When you gather for worship, each one of you be prepared with something that will be useful for all. Sing a hymn. Teach a lesson. Tell a story. Lead a prayer. Provide an insight. If prayers are offered in tongues, two or three is the limit. And then only if someone is present who can interpret what you're saying. Otherwise, keep it between God and yourself. And no more than two or three speakers at a meeting with the rest of you listening and taking it to heart. Take your turn. No person, no one person taking over. Then each speaker gets a chance to say something special from God. And you all learn from each other. If you choose to speak, you are also responsible for how and when you speak. When we worship the right way, God doesn't stir us up into confusion. He brings us into harmony. This goes for all the churches, no exceptions. Dangerous, yes, but not if handled properly. In the hands of an expert, and none of us are really experts in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but when we prepare and we exercise our gift, we learn how to handle our gift and we use it properly. That's why we have safeguards in place. That's why in our church, we set it up very early. If God gives you a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge, there are people that you go and submit that word of wisdom or word of knowledge to, and they help us safeguard to make sure that we're doing it right. You can go to my dad, Bob Ely. You can go to John Chastain, who you saw this morning, Tina Baker. You can go to Susan Beecham when she's here and say, this is the word that God has spoken to me. Is this correct? And they will discern because we believe they have the gift of discernment and they will understand the right time in the right way because we don't want just some anybody walking in the off the street that we don't know to stand up and say I have a word from the Lord and they say everybody go sell your car and bring me the proceeds we're not going to have that that's out of order so we build safeguards that's why we're very careful we don't it's not off limits we don't say you can't do it but we're very careful about gifts and tongues because the Bible says that if you give a gift in tongues there should be interpretation that's why if an interpretation in given, is given and those that are in leadership don't feel like that it is the right interpretation, we're going to stand up and say, wait a minute, it wasn't, that was a good interpretation, it wasn't the right interpretation, and we're going to wait and get the right word from God. We're going to build safeguards because I don't want to throw all the fireworks away just because they can be dangerous. I want them all. I'm not afraid of the danger. You shouldn't be either. As many of the crazy things that I've seen, I'm still not afraid of the danger. You know what I'm afraid of? Not having fireworks. 
That scares me worse than having danger. I am scared to death that we could come in here and have church and have no fireworks and try to do this thing in our own power and in our own might and by our own abilities and call that church. That is not church. That is a self-help seminar. We need God to show up and let His gifts flow in this place and handle them properly and learn when we don't and allow godly correction to come so that we handle them right and grow in our gifting. But I am more scared of not having the move of God's Holy Spirit than I am of Him maybe making some confusion I'm not interested listen if we're not going to have fireworks we need to shut the thing down we are called to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit if we don't have fireworks we miss an opportunity to have an encounter with God and to have people's lives changed forever do you understand that people will line up and drive hours for well thought out safe organized, choreographed, and, and maybe that's the wrong use of words because it sounds like we're planning the, to, the, the word. I'm not saying that. I'm saying well thought out, organized, safeguards. We will drive hours for a good fireworks display. Have you thought about that? In fact, we'll invite our friends. If we know there's going to be a good fireworks display, hey, come on, I know you don't have any plans on Saturday night. Let's go out down to Bethany and watch the fire. Right? That's what we do. The same is true for church. If we would come to the place where we have a well thought out, a safe fireworks display, there will be people that will line up to get in here to encounter the presence of God. That's what people are looking for. It's hard to draw people with no fireworks. If you don't have any fireworks, then you got to have the best of the best and the latest of the latest. Right? you you got to have the most glitz and the most lights and the most smoke and the most... We can't win that fight because there's always going to be a club out there that's going to have more lights and more screens and bigger speakers and hotter music and, and more movement. But if we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the operation, in operation the way they're supposed to be, can I tell you that a bar can't come close? A club can't come close. We need them. I know they can be dangerous, but not if we use them properly. The last thing I want to say to you this morning is this. Fireworks don't have to be limited to once a year. Did you know that, that uh, many people become satisfied with a fireworks display once a year? In fact, in Oklahoma, July is basically, July and December, the only months you can have a fireworks display. Did you know that in Oklahoma, you can only sell fireworks in two time, during two periods of time, July, June the 15th to July 6th, and so you better hurry out today and get all the fireworks you want, because today's it, right? Uh, or you can buy them between December the 15th and January the 2nd. Did you know that that's not true everywhere? Did you know there are some states in our country where you can buy fireworks and shoot them off all year round? Tennessee. Yeah, just drive through Tennessee one time and see if there aren't fireworks for sale all year round. Huge warehouses right on I-40 open. You can buy all the pop bottle rockets to your heart's content. They... They haven't limited them to one time a year. And what I am saying to you this morning is I am not satisfied if we're only going to have firework displays once a year. See, I attended a church, not, not here in Oklahoma, but in another part of the country, I attended a church where we only had fireworks displays once a year. And it was the same lady, and she gave the same message every year. And it was this, Jesus is coming back. Thank you very much. We knew that. And then we'd go on and have church. 
And we would pat ourselves on the back and say, boy, we had good church today, had one message. It was, uh, yeah, it was about this time last year. That same message, same interpretation, and we would call that fireworks. I am not satisfied with us having fireworks once a month or once every six months or once a year. I am depending on God to show up on an every week basis, every day basis, and allow us to have a manifestation of His Spirit every day. It doesn't have to be relegated to one day a year. Or one day a week. Because you see what a lot of us do is we limit God to just church. Uh, if, if you want to use me to give a word of wisdom, you've got to wait till Sunday and then I'll give it to people who understand it. I wouldn't even think about going to my work, standing there around my coffee pot when God gives me a word of wisdom that, y- you know what, your life is messed up, your relationship is messed up, and God wants to say to you that He loves you and He's got a plan and a per. And if you would just do this, this, and this, we wouldn't read anybody's mail at work. And we limit God to church. I want to say to you that when you get in your car, God can use the gifts of the Holy Spirit just as much as in your car and at your desk and in your bedroom and on your telephone and through your email than He can as He can when you come to church on Sunday morning. I am not satisfied with once a year. The other thing that happens is this. We make certain fireworks off limits and illegal. Did you know that in Oklahoma you can't have pop bottle rockets? But not only pop bottle rockets, did you know you can't have M60s? When I was growing up, we had M60s, baby. We put those, you could put those things, those things would blow up underwater. You could put them in the toilet and close the lid and the whole toilet would explode. I, I had friends that put, a, oh, this is cruel, but it was funny. They, they would put those, they would get a frog and they'd put that M60 in that frog mouth, throw it out in the pond and watch the pond blow up. Those things were mean. And so we said, those are too dangerous. We'll make those illegal. And you know, the truth is, is that we've done that to the Holy Spirit too. We say, you know what? We're comfortable with with faith, and I'm comfortable with healings. And so, God, what we're going to do is we're going to allow you to heal people, and we're going to allow you to give people the gift of faith. But don't you even think about giving us a word of uh, a gift of tongues, because that freaks us out. So that one's illegal. Right? And we don't want any, we'll allow people to use the gift of discernment because that one's kind of, you know, that's not very dangerous. But no way are we going to let anybody give a word of wisdom and knowledge because that one's kind of scary. And I don't understand how they know what I did yesterday in my room when nobody else was around. I just kind of have problems. That one's kind of weird. And we make them illegal and say, God, you can use all this little group of gifts, this, this little box of gifts that we like and that we understand, you can use that one, but we can't use none of the rest. I want to say to you that none of the gifts are illegal here. None of them are off limits. It's, it's, if it's in God's word, we want it. If it's tongues, give the tongue. If it's interpretation, there better be, we want it. If there's word of wisdom, knowledge, prophecy, we want it. Faith, healing, all of them. We're going to talk about those over the next three weeks. I want them all. I don't want us to get comfortable with one group and put God at arm's length and say you can't do that here don't want that to happen here it doesn't have to be illegal so what I am saying to you this morning is this if it's in the word it's acceptable period I'm not going to edit the word I'm not going to use white out on the word if it's in there it's good if it's not in there it's no good so if you want to come up with your own little gift, and it ain't in there, we ain't using it. All right, if you're, I ain't even going to go. I started to make up some gifts. I ain't even going to, I might give you some ideas. I ain't making up, you know, you ain't making up no gift either. We're going to use the ones that are in there. 
What I am saying to you is I want us to do this. I want to access the fireworks display. I want us to marvel at the fireworks display because, again, I don't understand how it all works. But when God breaks in and interrupts our agenda, I sit there and I marvel at the fact that he can use messed up people to do powerful things. I can marvel at that. I can enjoy the fireworks display as much as I enjoyed the fireworks display the other night sitting on the hill. I want to tell you when I come to church and God steps in and gives a word and God steps in and heals people and God steps in and changes people's lives through his gifting. I can sit there and I can enjoy that and say that's what church is all about. It wasn't a coming and watching folks sing. It wasn't about coming and watching the latest videos. It was about coming in and experiencing the power of God. And I can enjoy that, and not only can I enjoy it, I can participate in it. Why? Because I have a gift in me, and you have a gift in you. And we need all those gifts so that we have the most balanced, beautiful, powerful fireworks display known to mankind. That's what we need. I want to tell you this something this morning. We need fireworks. We need them. I believe we already have them. I believe some of them are already operating in our midst and we may not even be aware of it. And we, If we'd have known, we'd have been scared, but we didn't know it. And so we've been comfortable. Let me tell you, the, the works are already working. The fireworks are already going off in our midst and God is using us. I am just calling you to let it intensify and to grow. That's what I long for. So I want you to agree with me this morning that Passion Church will become a place of weekly and daily fireworks. That every day we'll see it. And I long for that. And so I want us to start off July as we head into the the middle part of summer asking God to allow fireworks to invade our life. Now, if that is our prayer, and I believe it is, then we've got to do some things, and I've already told you what they are. We've got to to prepare ourselves. We've got to invest ourselves. We've got to deal with the danger in our own mind, in our own heart, and say, God, I take the limits off. If it's here, for you, if it's in there, it's good, even if I don't understand it. We've got to get, our, get the fire ourselves. I don't want you to just come watch my fireworks go off. I want you to bring your fireworks too. We can have a lot better fireworks show and a lot more pop if you'll bring yours too. All right? This is y'all come. Everybody with fireworks, bring them. Then we'll learn to handle them together. And then the last thing we've got to do is we've got to take all the limits off. And then finally, what we've got to do is we've got to come to the place where we say this to God. God, let your fire fall. I, I read a blog this week, and then I'm done. I read this blog that said, we've allowed church to become safe. I don't, I don't, understand. I don't understand that. We've allowed church to become safe. Some of you go to places during your course of your week that aren't very safe. You have to stop thinking. Some of your jobs aren't safe. We got firemen in the house. I know their jobs aren't safe. I mean, they, they encounter scary stuff. Some of your school teachers, I know your job ain't safe. We, we encounter danger all week long, and then we want to come and play it safe when it comes to God. I want to call you to, to join me and let's have dangerous church. Church where when people walk in addicted to drugs, there's a danger that their addiction may fall off. When people walk in and they're bitter, they're, there's a danger. They're, 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 they're might, oh, we might have to be careful because when they walk in, their bitterness might turn to hope. 
Right. I, I'm looking for a dangerous kind of church where when people walk in and their marriages are about to split up and they don't know what they're going to do, there's a danger they just might make up and fall in love again. Right. I'm, I'm looking for a church where people walk in and they're broke and they don't have any money in the bank and they don't, it looks like the bank is getting ready to come possess everything and there's a danger that they might just run into God who's Jehovah Jireh, our provider, and they might open up their bank and unexpected income and wisdom to deal with finances and favor with people. That's the kind of dangerous church I want to go to. If we're going to play it safe, don't come to church. I would rather us have a fireworks display and allow the giftings of the Holy Spirit operate. If you're not sure about what the, all this Holy Spirit stuff is, show up next week. I'm going to tell you exactly what the Holy Spirit does in our lives and why you need Him. And then in the third week, we're going to go gift by gift and look at the gifts that God has outlined in His Word that should be in operation not only in our church but in our lives. And we're going to talk about them and try to help you understand them as best as little as I know. I just know they work. And we're going to look at those and we're saying, God, bring fire into our church and into our lives. I want you to stand with me this morning. Warning. They can be dangerous. But have you figured out that fireworks can be fun too? Have you figured out that they can be beautiful too? Have you figured out that, they, that they, can, they can be an incredible experience? I want to tell you this morning, God has fire for us. We just have to access it. I want us to pray this morning. We're going to do this as a body. We're going to make a covenant with one another as a body. I believe there's power in prayer. If we agree together on anything, there's power in agreement. We're going to, I want you to agree with me that we are going to begin to sense and to see and intensifying of the Holy Spirit's works in our midst. Now look, if all we do is come to church and see that, I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm going to be disappointed. Because I do, I do want them at church. Don't get me wrong. But what I really want to see is I want to see us do it as at church, practice them at church, and then use them every day in our life. That's really what I want to see. Well, people think I'm weird. That's all right. They think you're weird anyway. Get over yourself. So we might as we we might as well be powerful and weird <laughs> come on now come on we might as well be uh, we might as well be powerful if, if we're going to be weird we might as well be strong and weird come on listen we need this stuff we all need this stuff we need it operating in our life Father I thank you that that we have fire I thank you that according to your word in Luke chapter 11, your word says that if all we have to do is ask, we don't have to jump through hoops. We don't have to sweat just right and cry here and read and, and, and do all the calisthenics that we've tried to put people through all, year, all these years. All we have to do is say, Father, I want your Holy Spirit. You promised it in my life. You promised that there was this gift called the Holy Spirit. That's what you called it, a gift. The, the comforter will come. And I ask you to invade our lives. I ask you in the name of Jesus to give us the power that you promised us. We live in a dangerous world. We need power to cope. We need power to be effective. Father, I also understand this. For our church to be everything that you want us to be, we've got to have fire. 
God, we can't just call ourselves Pentecostal and not have any Pentecost. Father, I pray for my folks here this morning. We covenant together. We long for an intensifying move of your Holy Spirit in our midst. God, we take the limits off and say you can operate any way, shape, or form that you want. We will obey your word. If it's in your word, we will allow it to happen. We will learn to handle it carefully. We will bring correction and adjustments where needed. But Father, we long for your fire works in our midst. We need it. We long for it. I pray that you would create a hunger in the lives of the folks in this place. God, if there are people who've been attending regularly this church who have never encountered the Holy Spirit for themselves, I pray that in the name of Jesus that you would start a hunger. They would begin to seek and read your word. They would go home and they would read Acts and see that that promise that was given on the day of Pentecost is still good and still viable and still available for us today. And they would become so hungry that they would refuse to live at a level lower than what you've called them to in Jesus name and father for those of us that in our past have had an encounter with your Holy Spirit I pray that you would stir up the gifts that are within us and we would begin to reactivate and begin to to use once again the gifts of the Holy Spirit that reside in us and allow us to corporately to bring all those fireworks together and put on a display that would bring glory and honor and 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 praise to your name and would cause people who haven't that have no relationship with you to be drawn to you in Jesus name in Jesus name every head bowed every eye closed this morning just real quickly one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is this the Bible declares very specifically that the Holy Spirit one of his jobs is to bring conviction we'll talk more about that next week but the truth is is that if you're not in a relationship with Jesus the Holy Spirit's working on you right now that feeling that you feel in your heart, that feeling that you feel in the, the pit of your stomach is not what you ate for breakfast. That is the Holy Spirit trying to woo you and draw you to the Father. That's His job. That's what He does. He convicts you and causes you to want to come into relationship with our Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus. And if you're here this morning and you've not accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, you've never prayed, or maybe you prayed years ago and have fallen back on that relationship, but you're here and you'd say, Steve, I want to come into relationship with Jesus. I want to make Him the Lord of my life. I want to live my life for Him. We're not going to embarrass you. This is what I want you to do. If that's you, quickly, I just want you to stick your hand up and pull it right back down. Is there one that needs to come into relationship with Jesus quickly we're going to wait just a moment allow the Holy Spirit to do his work this morning he's here for you he wants to know you Father I'm assuming by that that every person under the sound of my voice is in a relationship with you and with a relationship with your son Jesus then this is my prayer Father help me to desire everything that you have for me if I can find it in your word it's mine help me to long for it help me to chase it down I'm not satisfied until I get everything that's coming to me through my relationship with you Jesus so my prayer this morning is simply this fire fall down fall down on us in Jesus' name. Come on, as we close, would you just sing this as your prayer this morning? Fire.
Come on, seek Him this morning. right now because all of our children are in children's church and passion kids but this morning once a quarter we do this thing called worship together where we bring all the children in and they worship with us sitting next to mom and dad because we believe that the way they really learn to worship is not from their children's worker necessarily they reinforce it but who they really learn to worship from is you right but I want us to do I sense this our, our children's church workers our passion kids workers they don't always get to come to service. For some of them, this is once a quarter. They get to enjoy coming in here and doing what you do every week. But let me just tell you my heart as pastor. I don't want, I've got kids back there. I've got a seven-year-old and a ten-year-old. I don't want my kids just babysit. I, don't want, I, I can hire a babysitter. I want my kids to experience fire. I want my kids to encounter the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation in the lives of our children's workers don't you this is what I want you to do if you're one of our children's workers I want you to raise your hand quickly keep them up keep them up those of you standing around them I want you to lay hands on them very quickly alright now all of the children that are normally in children's church or in passion kids I want you to raise your hands quickly if you're normally back in children's church raise your hands alright I, I want us to move Max will you come pray with Devin Jared get your hands on towel there I want those teenagers some of you turn and get the, I want us to pray that what's getting I, I had a word from the Lord before we ever planted this church that the day was coming when moms and dads would get out of church and we would be waiting on our children not because they're stuck in the middle of a video or a game but because we would be waiting on them because they're in there laying hands on one another having an encounter with the Holy Spirit young people being healed miracles happening in our children's ministry and I want us to pray that God would begin to do that in the lives of our children's workers and our children in the name of Jesus Father right now I pray for every young person that attends Passion Kids God I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would rest upon them and they would begin to exercise the gifts that are with them even at a young age they would begin to pray with faith they would begin to see miracles take place the words of wisdom and knowledge even if it's given in a childlike manner God that they would be operating in that gift and they would be have 
holy boldness about them and they would operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray for our children's workers in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would anoint them to a greater degree than they are right now. I pray when they go back there, they would not feel like that they're babysitting, but that they would understand and comprehend that they are on a divine assignment from God to impart truth and knowledge and wisdom and words from you to these young men and women. They're shaping the lives and destiny of these young people. God, anoint them, equip them, refresh them, renew them, empower them for the job. Make them more effective. Let fire fall down on them in the name of Jesus. That's our prayer, God. That's our prayer, God. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.